Good evening and welcome into another edition of Gateway to Baseball Heaven. I'm your host, Daniel Shopdoss, C70. It's bet at C70 on Twitter with me as always, Tara Nichols from Birds on the Black and at Tara Wellman on the Twitters. It is Sunday night. It has been an emotional week for Cardinal fans, especially emotional weekend and especially emotional day as the the careers, the at least the home careers of Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols and maybe Adam Wainwright, we'll talk about that a little bit soon, have come to an end. Tara, today's ceremonies before the game, during the game, um, just the way everything went out, it was, it, I imagine, very few uh, dry eyes in the house. Yeah, you know, if there are people who are baseball fans who don't actually enjoy the pageantry and the 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 extra (laughs) that comes with some of these special days this was not a day for you um but for the rest of us (laughs) it was great in so many ways there was so much sincerity in everything that was said and everything that we saw and you know even i was sort of chuckling when yadier molina got up to address the crowd and i was saying oh this is not gonna take very long he's a man of very few words and Mm -hmm. Even though there have been times this season where you and I have talked about it, I know other people have talked about the fact that he doesn't really seem as invested with at least the same level of intensity as he has in other years. Mm -hmm. His emotion kind of caught me by surprise in that, you know, he's always this very uh, suave, very kind of calm in an interview I'm just gonna say what I need to say to get the microphone out of my face kind of guy (laughs) um but it was so clear in that moment that standing there having gone through this season yes but this weekend really and having so many opportunities to reflect on the last 19 years and the people who have been part of that process with him uh it did really all all sort of hit him in maybe a different way, maybe just in a a different way publicly than what we've seen in the past. But it all just felt really, really sincere in those emotions. I've I've seen in Albert Pujols since his return um, a much more reflective kind of person who's willing to step back and say, wow, this is more than even I expected to happen. And, And yet, you know, this isn't just about having a farewell tour. It was about really wanting to help this team win. But look, when Albert was in St. Louis before, he had every reason to be, but there was a a lot of confidence. (laughs) There was a lot of almost overconfidence. Some people could have been a bit put off by that if, you know, they're that team first kind of kind of uh fan or or whatever it is. But there's an there's a much older and wiser more mature, much more reflective version of Albert Pujols that we've gotten to see this year. And it's so refreshing because when he left, and I think for a lot of years, for a lot of people, my own dad being one of them, there was a bit of a resentment (laughs) towards that (laughs) because they felt like the way he left um, wasn't the way we all expected that situation to be handled. And, And some of that's on the front office. Some of it obviously came off as Pujols feeling scorned or disrespected or whatever it is. And without knowing all the details, it's hard to not say really that you're making this kind of money and you felt disrespected. I don't, I don't know about all that. Um, But because we weren't in that situation, because it wasn't a personal thing to us, it's, it's really hard to make any sort of bold claims there. Um, 
but there's a different there's a different I don't know spirit there's a different vibe um, about Pujols now feeling not like you know baseball owes him something but almost like he owes baseball everything for what his life has become and not that I'm standing up here saying one is necessarily better than the other it's just a very interesting dynamic with the way that this season has gone so even hearing from him I keep using the word sincere but that's how it felt from him and from Yachty and from um, Adam Wainwright who spoke from a, a very of course charming but also sincere and genuine place about um, celebrating with those two and what it meant to have played with them all of these years so the emotional value of all of that for me I felt like was very poignant and very um, respectful of the game and of the season and every one of them said there's still work to do we're not done here yet (laughs) (laughs) but um, it it gave everyone the the chance to and I think Adam Wainwright even said it he's really tried to take in these sort of magical moments because you can't you can't get those back you can't recreate those things and um, it was it was a really remarkable day just from that ceremony standpoint and there's a lot more to get to after that (laughs) yeah it was i think to Pujols, i think the one way to phrase what you were already saying may have been that albert played his whole career not just i don't think just in st louis but definitely when he was in st louis with this chip on his shoulder Mm, Um, this idea that how dare you draft me 13th round? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, all these teams have passed over me. I'm going to show you. And, you know, how dare you? And then, it, I mean, and again, it's some of us, you know, how, you know, I'm better than Barry Bonds. Not that he ever said these kind of things, but, right. you know, there was right. always that kind of motivation and always kind of that, you know, that grudge and that kind of, I've got to prove myself. And I think that ship is gone this year i think yeah. that's what we're seeing is a guy that knows where he's at he knows where he stands historically i mean he's always said yeah i'll i'll look at the numbers when i get done and yeah it probably does take some time after you're not playing to really have a chance to soak in the fact that you're fourth all time in home runs <laughs> You are tied for second as of this moment. We'll, yeah. And probably in three games, you got to figure he probably gets another RBI and passes Babe, Babe Ruth. You're passing it's Babe insane. Ruth. In a it's insane. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think he understands yeah. in, in general, he's at least thinking about where he stands there. And, and he's, you know, he's enjoying himself. I know that's, we've talked about yes. that a lot. Yeah, the we've seen him smile. Not that he didn't have moments of, of happiness and, and smiling and stuff in St. Louis, but you know the first time around, um, especially after a walk off homer or something like that. But we have seen more joy uh, out of him, I think, this year than you know just sitting in the dugout or mm-hmm. you know <laughs> pitching or you know whatever the case may be. There is that just like you were saying with Adam Wainwright, this idea that he's soaking these things in because he knows they're not going to come around uh, again. And it, and it, he knows that, hey, this is a team with Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, and they're not expecting me to carry the load. Now, you could argue over the last month he has <laughs> carried yeah. the load, but that wasn't 
that wasn't what they brought him here for do. And, and I think he was able to accept that. Um, as for Yachty, I mean, yeah, you've, we may have heard Yachty speak more today than we have heard him speak in 19 years. That's exactly uh, what I was thinking. <laughs> you know, especially at one time, because you're right. I mean, if it's not, if it's not a brief, because he's not the guy you catch off the field, right? Yeah. He's not talking with Jim Hayes after the game very much. <laughs> no. um, you know, they will get to him in his locker and stuff like that. And I do think there's a little bit of a language barrier for sure. that. Yeah. You know, his, his English is not, it's not the same as Albert. I mean, right. not that he, not well enough, but we saw, you know, a good chunk of his, the best part probably of yeah. his speech today was in Spanish as he was talking to his mother. Um, he, you know, I think there's some of that that has kept him mm-hmm. away from maybe a spotlight, but yeah, to see them both, you know, just laughing a bit just to keep from crying, I think, to yeah. some degree. It yeah. was a big deal all the way around. It was an incredible day to, and it's just, again, I, you know, we've, we've lived this for almost 20 years now, pretty much 20 years, you know, and then you have that gap where Albert wasn't there, but you've had Yachty the whole right. time. You've had Albert most of that time to, to not, it's just almost impossible to figure out what next year's like. Right. I mean, just yeah. this idea of, okay, well, sure. Yeah. There'll be somebody else behind the plate, but I don't care who it is. You know, teams are going to run on you more. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to have, you know, these incredible moments of, you know, figuring out the opponent, but you know, signs and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure Andrew Kisner can do a fine job. He's not going to be out of anybody. And, and nobody is. It's not right. that there's anybody else in this league. There's, it's just, I don't know. It's just so hard to think about. I mean, we've seen people come and go. I guess maybe the last time you got to this was like Ozzy Smith. Yeah. But even in Ozzy's last couple of years, he was good, but he wasn't like super legendary. Yeah. Um, and Yadi and Pujols have been closer to that. I think when Matt Holiday was, we knew he was not coming back to St. Louis, mm-hmm. right? That was a similar emotional, wow, nobody really wants this to end, but we all are sort of aware that it's going to. Right. Um, but when you think about Yadi especially, because of the middle years where he was there when, when Albert wasn't, mm-hmm. but really the two of them, I think we've talked about this before a little bit for the last, I don't know, six weeks or so. The two of them are so crucial in so many of the highest highs for this team that everyone who's been a fan of the St. Louis Cardinals in the last 20 years probably has some sort of emotional connection. Like we all have to those moments in baseball, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's a walk-off home run or a a world series title or making it to the postseason or a no hitter or whatever it is. Right. And those two players. And if you want to add the the addition of Adam Wainwright in there, um, although different because not an everyday player, there's an emotional connection to some moment that was either created by or involved those two players. And I think that's what, for me, the biggest difference is, yes, there's going to be another guy to catch 
next year. <laughs> That's, it's not like there's no other catcher in baseball, right, <laughs> who will be able to work with the pitching staff, go to a mound meeting, say the right thing, get them through a tough spot, have a clutch hit in a meaningful game, whatever it is, right? Those things will happen again. But this situation with these emotional connections, that's what you can't recreate. And that's right. what felt like for a really long time, we were going to have this forever. And we've joked about it in years past, like maybe Adi should have retired. Maybe we, he's not going to play again next year. Maybe it's time. But at the same at this in the same breath or at least the very next breath saying <laughs> but i don't actually want that to be the case because right. this is not only what's comfortable but also what has provided so many brilliant moments that have connected me not only to the game to the team to the city but to other fans that i've been able to share this experience with so it's this giant shared experience of celebrating with albert pools and yadier molina all these years um and yeah it's it's very strange to think about that book closing and mm -hmm. that's not to say there will never be emotional moments as a baseball fan again but just not those emotional moments yeah because i mean as cardinal fans we are truly blessed have been for a long time like they said today in this in the uh um ceremony the Cardinals have had a Hall of Famer in uniform since 1909. Every team since for over a hundred years has had a Hall of Famer. It's, you know, and that's, I mean, Yadi, I think, I think the idea that Yadi Arlena is not going to make the Hall of Fame died about six years ago. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's going to continue all the way through this and we'll see how it goes farther. So there have been, legendary players and, and we're fortunate enough that the Cardinals have had players that are not just legendary in St. Louis, but baseball legends. I mean, Bob Gibson, Lou Brock, Stan Musial, Ozzie Smith. I mean, these guys are, when you're making out a list of best players ever, they're on there. Yeah. Um, and then to have Albert who is beyond any of those guys. I mean, right. and, and, and we'd never, Never would have thought that there could be somebody that was better than Stan Musial that wore the Cardinal uniform. But, yeah. you know, especially if you take in the whole breadth of his career, Albert was. And then you've got Yachty, who is, I will say Yachty's one of those that probably has more cachet in St. Louis than some places. For but sure. he's, still, yeah. he's still in the breadth of best defensive catcher ever. Right. You know, that kind of thing. He, he's going to be. You know, if you're writing a book about catching Yadi Molina's in there, no yep. matter who's doing it. So to have to have both of those guys at the same time, you know, it's like Gibson and Brock, um, yeah. you know, Red and and Stan. Uh, you know, maybe it's going to be like Goldie and Arenado, but even those guys, you know, they didn't start out in St. Louis right. as, as great as they are. So this connection is is amazing. And if yeah. I'm John Mozalak, by the way, uh, mm -hmm. this stat that they keep throwing out there about the entirety of Yadier Molina's career, they've only played, what is it, 24 games when they're mathematically eliminated. Yep. Uh, I would be putting that everywhere <laughs> <laughs> to be like, see, see, this is what we're doing here. And you all mm -hmm. often think we're doing it wrong because it's not all about championships, but this is what we've created. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it is true. That is true. Um, you know, some would say, no, 
but there's part of that's because you had to come from behind sometimes when you should have been uh, maybe not (laughs) so much, but you know, uh, but that's true. I mean, and that is, I mean, this is a run of baseball and we've said this a number of times, you know, from 96 on has been the best, the best Cardinal era ever. Part of that's because of the change in baseball and, and you know, how often you can get into easier to get into the playoffs but a sure. large part of that is because, I mean, besides the success of the front office, a large part of that is because you had Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina. Yeah. Um, and yep. when you have an inner circle Hall of Famer and one of the best catchers ever, it doesn't take much to have a good team around those guys. And they put together, right. you know, not that they stopped at those guys, but, you know, so. I will yeah. say there was a twinge of man this was supposed to be the adam wainwright and yadier molina farewell tour not the albert pujols yadier molina (laughs) who knows what's happening with adam wainwright tour there was a a momentary twinge of like i kind of wish that that dynamic had been a little more front and center because we even saw it in in wayno's comments about molina of course just you know profusely uh heaping praise on albert pujols right. not only for his his baseball acumen but for the person that he is and the teammate he is but immediately got to speaking about molina and got all choked up and barely was able to get through what he wanted to say like that relationship is something that we've seen a lot in the last couple of years but there is this tiny, tiny twinge in me that's like, I feel like that kind of got overshadowed this year. And we talked about that when they signed Pujols. Is that going to overtake what was supposed to be this brilliant celebration of Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina? Mm-hmm. I don't think he has been left out of anything necessarily until today where I was like, man, that dynamic is something that's so special. And, you know, it's not it, – it maybe isn't quite getting – the moment that it deserved. And part of that is because Wainwright still has not said if he is or is not retiring. That's, you know, a totally separate piece of this. Um, But because he has not said that we have not been able to, and will not be able to celebrate that duo um, in the same way that we saw, you know, Pujols and, and Yachty celebrated today. So not to like put a dark cloud on anything because as slightly sad as I was about that, Mm-hmm. The moment the three of them walked off the mound mm-hmm. together, that, that was I was done. Yeah. <laughs> Just like say what you want about the game, and I'm sure we'll talk about that because the season is not over, and some very significant things happened in terms of Adam Wainwright today. But that moment, orchestrated by Ali Marmol, I have to believe that they had the four of them had talked about that already. Um, and certainly not quite when they wanted it to happen or how they wanted it to happen. But those three coming off the mound like they did um, was one of the coolest things I could imagine mm-hmm. having happened in this game. And that sort of took away the, oh, they're leaving out Wayno <laughs> kind of <laughs> feeling that I had from all of it. Um, because it was it was those three. It was this trio that has been there, that has all of those emotional moments that are connected to all of us. And we don't know what's going to happen in the next week. We don't know what's going to happen with Wayno over the offseason. But that image is one that um, I'm uh, honestly, whatever you think about the pageantry, I personally am, am really glad that we got that moment because that yeah. is an image that will stay in my mind as 
man, we are so lucky to have had all of these moments this season, as well as through their entire careers with those three players and those three people. It is. And it doesn't sound like Adam knew that that was going to happen. Yachty kind of seems like the quotes he has, it's T kind of knew and Albert maybe as well. I kind of felt like that's why Ollie left Adam out there as long as he did after yeah. we get you know, here it's because <laughs> it's like you didn't necessarily want to take Pujols and Yachty out in the you know third or whatever. Right. Um, and for reading the story after Molly, Marmol's kind of wishing he had done it the inning before when he got the first two outs and then been able to do that when, you know, leaving it on a little bit higher note than right. what yeah. happened. But um, yeah, I had told Alan, I, I'm pretty sure we, I think it's in the show from Mutual um, this week. If not, I'm going to really regret that. But um, I, I said, you yeah, know, look, they're going to take Yachty and Pujols out at the same time somewhere mid-game so they can get the big, huge standing ovation. But I had no even thought about them doing it when Adam left. I get partly because I didn't, I kind of yeah. thought they might be more like the seventh or eighth when they did that for, for Albert and them. But um, yeah. And if that picture of them walking off or the video, wherever you want to see it is sums up the end of an era, Um, (laughs) you know, and and it's not that the Cardinals are going to be bad next year. And it's not that the Cardinals are not going to continue to be good for extended period of time, but that era of Cardinal baseball, especially that early, 2000s of six of seven you know all the way through 11 you know that's those are the guys that are left that's it and to watch them walk off together was just yeah you're right i mean there was i mean one i don't think anybody paid attention to the game after that because (laughs) there wasn't any reason to um but yeah that's just that was just so intense and to to not want that moment um it would be almost heartless which you know (laughs) true in in my mind though to that's one of the reasons it was so significant that the cardinals wrapped up the division prior to this homestand right right? because then this could be an opportunity to have those sorts of moments that are about more than an individual game and an individual win or loss not because those things don't matter like i said there's plenty to talk about with the actual x's and o's of what happened today and what didn't happen (laughs) today um, and how it affects this team in the next week going into the wild card series but to have that all wrapped up, this win or loss is really insignificant. Oh, there are going to be people who are mad at me for saying that because <laughs> they want to <laughs> win every game. But, but truly, this win or loss was not going to make or break anything as it right. relates to what comes next in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So you had that luxury of, hey, maybe this isn't the most strategically brilliant decision to take your hottest hitter in the second half out in the fifth inning in a game when you're, you know, not winning or whatever it is. Right. But the trade-off is this moment that you and I are both trying to describe and uh, on my part, probably failing to, (laughs) to accurately express how that image will stick in my head. And Mm. 
to me, that's a that's a trade-off that's worth it <laughs> in oh, yeah. a game where the result is entirely insignificant. I think we can also, for all the grief and all the problems, and rightfully so, from this past winter with the lockout and everything else, the fact that the Cardinals have three more games after this yeah. to... It is a, I think, a good thing because it did, like yep. you said, we could focus, we could celebrate, we could, you know, just have this weekend and not feel like, you know, if, if the Cardinals had to play on Tuesday for their first round playoff game after the emotion of today, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a possibility that that's like, you know, how do you how do you clear that out? You know, even just on an off day. Yeah. Can you get back into that set? But now you've got three games in Pittsburgh in front of like four people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you could just go out there and play three games. You're not going to be, you know, stopping every five minutes for some sort of ceremony. You know, right. even if Albert gets his extra RBI, passes Babe Ruth, you know, at, at most there's a mention on the scoreboard or something like that. There's not a, a lot. You can play baseball and get back right. into that so there is some benefit to having those three games tacked on at the end of the year it's weird i mean to play pittsburgh <laughs> and then go out yes. to pittsburgh but i um, mean you could be the dodgers playing six straight games with the rockies just like all mm. in one place six straight games i don't it's weird oh were they all <laughs> i didn't realize they yeah. were all <laughs> yeah because i knew the cubs and reds were flipping like like the cardinals were doing here but yeah i'm pretty yeah, sure they're i'm pretty sure they're all uh in the same well, location that's yeah. that is that's when you like if you're the Dodgers you're like, can we just play a couple double headers get this over with <laughs> yeah can we just the, the Rockies yeah, are probably yeah. saying that too it's like I'm mm -hmm. ready to go home <laughs> you know I don't want to be here let's let the Dodgers beat on us for six days mm -hmm. no I don't, yeah. I don't think so <laughs> um so yeah there's a yeah there's a lot to this and it's I think it you know there is I think we've seen some a little bit of emotional hangovers right uh, from yeah, this team for sure. over the last week or so you know the clinch. And of course, every, you know, after a clincher, that's not too surprising. Um, but even a couple of weeks ago when, or whenever it was, feels like a couple of weeks now, maybe it wasn't, <laughs> when Albert hit both, you know, 699, yeah. 700, and they swore 11 against the Dodgers, and then they just kind of come out. It seemed a little bit flat the next day. So, you know, they go to Pittsburgh. They're probably already there. Um, and they get a chance to just kind of you know, get back to baseball. Now, right. like you said, we... We probably should do the same. And there wasn't really much out of this weekend that was important for the postseason, except for Adam Wainwright, who yeah. continues to be dealing with the dead arm, as he has said. His pitches at times looked a little bit better today. But this is a team in Pittsburgh that Adam Wainwright dominates. I mean, yeah. like went what he had like 27 scoreless innings against them like in the last year or so i mean for for pittsburgh to put six runs up on adam wainwright that's saying that's like put uh, somebody else put 10 or 11 i think up on him yeah. is it is it to the point where you don't think adam wainwright pitches in the at least in the first round this is why and it's easy to to second guess um uh, 
when it's already done and over with, right? right? This is why a lot of people, myself included, thought sometime in the last three starts, he probably should have skipped one. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I'm I'm not in a position where I can say definitively that that was the better choice. It's easy to say that now because his I'm just going to pitch through it hasn't really seemed to work. Although like you, there were a couple of innings and a couple of um, at-bats today where things started snapping a little differently. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, ooh, maybe he actually is really close. Maybe he is right there. Uh, because with Wainwright, you can... I feel like you can see a a very clear distinction when the ball is kind of snapping out of his hand like it's supposed to. Um, But it didn't stay that way. You know, he couldn't he couldn't maintain that uh, for the duration of the start. And so it's easy to say, well, he definitely should have taken a start off sometime in the last month, if not multiple starts off. Uh, But especially probably last week when, again, a game that didn't really matter in terms of. Um, the overall standings for the the division lead or anything like that. Um, it's easy to say that it's it's impossible to know or to say I actually know better than Adam Wainwright what he should have done with mm-hmm. his with his arm and his process <laughs> that has allowed him to have the career that he has had for all of these years. So I still am not comfortable saying like oh this for sure was the wrong move. Um, because there's no guarantee that him taking a start off would have solved the problem either, especially if it's something that he does actually have to work through. It's not just like a sore muscle where if you take an extra day off, everything's going to be fine. Um, the problem is the timing, right? And there, he just ran out of time. If it's right. something he has to pitch through, he just ran out of time. I think the question on everybody's mind is, is this something that he could work through or is this just, is he just, like is he just worn out? We talked about this too. Is he is he old enough that he's not going to recover as quickly? And he pitched enough innings this season so successfully that he's just sort of run out. Um, and that's a that's a really discouraging question to to be having to ask. I think we saw it all over his face when he did come out of the game today. He was mm-hmm. so disappointed. That was if there was one dark spot in the day today, that was it. Not even the fact that he didn't pitch his best, but that he looked so crushed yeah. by this is me sort of reading between the lines. He's a smart guy. He knows that this was a huge piece of determining what the postseason rotation looks like. And, you know, I know he's going to say I'd rather win a World Series title than be the starter in game one of the wildcard series. Like that's a trade off he'd make every time. But as a competitor and as someone who has taken so much um, responsibility for being the guy to go out and be the stopper or to pitch an extra inning to save the bullpen or, you know, whatever it is he doesn't have that right now. And you could see it all over his face in his body language that this was a pretty devastating blow for him to realize maybe thinking, was this my last start at Bush stadium ever? Because if he doesn't pitch in the wild card series, there's no guarantee that he makes another start in, Mm -hmm. in the postseason, Right. Um, And that's not how he wanted to leave things. That's not how he wanted to finish this chapter, whether it's just this year or his career, that hurt me because Adam Wainwright's my guy. <laughs> um, but as far as the questioning whether it was the right decision or not, I don't feel comfortable making any sort of definitive statement there because hindsight can seem like 2020 and you can still be wrong um, because there are so many 
moving parts there. I think what I would cling to perhaps in this, Ollie Marmol has shown all year long that he appreciates veterans. He appreciates what they're going to do. He's not beholden to them. And if he felt like Adam Wainwright needed to sit, Adam Wainwright would have sat. Um, Especially after the, you know, again, the battery record pushed a lot of that stuff. You had, you couldn't really do anything until they got that record just because that's just the way they, I mean, you couldn't risk that. I mean, it sounds kind of crazy to say, but you know, an all time record versus, you know, a one season and, you know, and again, until that point, Adam was still pitching pretty well, really. I was going to say, he didn't really need to question it much until that point. It was kind of, you know, just before that and then after the fact that yeah. it became a, a real sticking point. So I think that if, and again, I've never, in all the years of of blogging and, and listening and all that kind of stuff, I, anytime a dead arm has been mentioned, it's always been this idea, at least, that the arm is tired. Um, this is the first time I've ever heard this idea of, it's not really tired, he just doesn't have a feel for his pitches. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that that's wrong or they're coming up with something else. I've just, you know, never heard that. And so when you hear dead arm, you think, oh, well, he just needs to take, you know, a time off or even just, you know, even with the feel, you know, maybe you throw 40 pitches or 50 pitches right. in a game instead of, you know, running it out toward a hundred. Um, so, yeah, I... I feel like, and I have said this for a while, I, I kind of still feel like Adam Wainwright is probably retiring. Um, not necessarily wanting all the, the hullabaloo that Pujols and Yachty got. And, and maybe he didn't decide that. Maybe he hadn't decided that. But I feel like he's at least 75% sure that he's not coming back next year. And so, yeah, for this to be very possibly, definitely his last regular season, possibly his last time ever, on the Bush Stadium mound, and for him to have to leave in the middle of an inning, not making it five, giving up six runs to a weaker team. I mean, this is all these things are the antithesis of what Adam Wainwright actually is, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's an article here on the Post Dispatch today, and he's talking about. It. He's like, "Look, I didn't, I didn't make it to 200 innings. I didn't. I finished with a losing record for the first time in my career uh, for a, a full season." You know, a lot of this stuff that he wanted to get to, or wanted to do, didn't happen this year. And, and, and he, you know, it's not laying the blame on anybody but himself. Um, he did mention that there's a few games he kind of, you know, could have won earlier in the year that doesn't necessarily get the support, but that kind of evens out. He's had some some good stuff. So I don't know. I I am really hard to. It's hard for me to imagine them not throwing Adam Wainwright in a three home games yeah. in the playoff or up to three. But even Adam said, Hey, look, I've gone from starting game one to possibly not even playing in the series. And when you look at miles, Michaelis and Jordan Montgomery, although even he's had a, a little bit of a downside, he, he pitched well this weekend. Uh, Jose Quintana, the emergence perhaps of Jack Flaherty, I mean, you know, right there, there's probably four guys right there that should get the ball before Adam Wainwright right now. 
And if that's the case, I think you have to go with it. As much as I'd like to see Adam Wainwright take the ball on the first game and, you know, with a short leash or whatever, I, you just don't think you can risk it. Yeah, I agree. And I think, like you said, and, and I sort of mentioned earlier, I think Wayno is a, a team win kind of guy, mm-hmm. um, even more than the individual competitor, right? He just, of course, wants to be the guy that helps the team win. Right. But if he can't, I don't think he's going to, in a playoff situation where he knows the stakes, um, you know, put his own, no, 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 I, I really think I can do it mm-hmm. uh, above what maybe is best for the team. And of course, like you said, it's not his decision. It's it's Marmol's decision. And I think the way that he has handled these absolute legends this season has been really interesting in a, in a positive way. Um, so I, I, I feel like he'll make the right call, but that doesn't mean it's going to feel good when, right. you know, the Cardinals play a, a a postseason series win or lose with a healthy Adam Wainwright and he doesn't pitch in it. Um, It's uh, not that Adam Wainwright listens to our podcast. (laughs) Hi Adam. Um, How you doing? If if Mo chooses to share it, uh, you know, cause Mo (laughs) listens. Um, All I would say is that whatever happens in the next week, the 2022 Cardinals don't get to this point without what Adam Wainwright has done. Throw out the win-loss record, throw out how many innings he did or didn't pitch shy of 200. I, I genuinely believe that the Cardinals do not get to this point because in the moments where the pitching was at its weakest, Adam Wainwright was his strongest. And that became a bridge if if nothing else, and I think you can credit him for a lot more than that, so many times between a starting rotation that was really in flux until the trade deadline and a bullpen that kind of went through a lot of variations before it settled into this season. And there were a lot of games where we were like, I can't believe Adam Wainwright is going back out there for the eighth or the ninth inning. And yet he did. And all of a sudden you have a fresh bullpen for the next day that you weren't expecting. So it's, it's hard that everything else that has gone so according to script <laughs> would end this way for Adam Wainwright this season. Um, I also have a hard time believing that he is not part of at least that roster so that you have the option of a veteran guy like Adam Wainwright available at your disposal if, if necessary, but you know, there's not a lot of free space on a postseason mm-hmm. roster. So uh, it's not like, you know, there's an extra, extra slot just in case you have to use those those positions or those spots very wisely um but regardless he is such a huge piece of this team being in the position that it is it is in now um that as far as i'm concerned and yes i'm biased because i've said over and over again (laughs) adam wainwright has been the constant in my baseball world (laughs) (laughs) um i don't i don't think you can take anything away from his um, his piece of this 2022 tapestry, if you will, and where he can still have an impact. And I truly believe if he is not on the roster for the wild card series, um, he is going to be as involved 
as a player can possibly be who is not mm-hmm. active. We've seen yeah. that from him over and over again. Mm-hmm. As soon as he can turn off the, I feel really upset about this scenario that's keeping me from playing, he turns into the world's biggest cheerleader. And right. not only that, but the the steadiness and the advice and the experience that he carries with him will, I truly believe, impact this team in the postseason, whether he's on the active roster or not. I'm saying we just bring this full circle and have Adam Wainwright on the mound in relief in the clinching game of the World Series. I'm fine with this. Out. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. It probably mean they'd have to be like a six-run lead or something, uh, you know, not to have Ryan. I'm also fine out. with that, honestly. Yeah, I'm much <laughs> helped. I really hope that if they get to the clinching game of the World Series, they score five in the first yeah, and yeah. keep adding on. Um. <laughs> But yeah, it's how I mean, you just again. I think to be and I go back to to a little bit of of Adam's decisions. If Adam looks and looks and says, "Look, I I wasn't good enough to pitch in this first round," does I think that's where it's like I'm I'm done, you know. Um, yeah. And I, I again, I think you and I talked about it maybe on messages. I really, I really kind of wish if he thought he was done or if he knows he was done, that he would have made some sort of announcement this weekend. So we, we would know we'd be able. Yeah. And I think, I think that the Cardinals did a pretty good job of including him in like the last inning videos that they put out Mm -hmm. and, you know, other things, you know, there was, there's been enough of this, you know, Every once in a while, somebody else like three legends for you know instead of two, or you know, right. th- there's enough of this here and there that we're, we're um, acknowledging him. But and and again, he probably doesn't necessarily want the big old fanfare. But yeah, it'd been nice to just know that you want to appreciate the last time you see something, and that's right. what we did this yeah. weekend with Yadi and and pools. And you can appreciate this might be the last time but it's a little bit different when you actually know. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, the the twinge of, man, I really wish that we were able to celebrate this with Wayno the same way that we were with right. these other two. Right. Um, not because he won't be celebrated, but if if he kind of fades off into the, into the future, whatever his future looks like, uh, not during the season, there won't be the same opportunity. Um, of course, they'll have him back and they'll he'll have a day, <laughs> however they do that, yeah, um, right. when he comes back next year or the year after that or whatever it is, uh, not as an active player. There'll be plenty of opportunity to show gratitude for Adam Wainwright. Um, it's just, you know, it's not going to be the same. And having this magical season as a team, um, you know, it won't it won't feel the same as it could have had we known that in advance. And again, maybe he doesn't know it yet. Maybe he was hoping to kind of feel some sort of clarity at the end of this regular season or to see how the season ended. And if he felt like he, you know, still had that drive to go out and get better every day and, and maybe he's just not certain, but um, yeah, I think if it was the end, it would have been nice to know it ahead of time, but honestly, we don't always get that luxury either. Right. We don't. (laughs) And the good thing about this is the Cardinals have over the span of the last, especially the last six or seven years, say the last decade have done a much better job of highlighting these legends, you know, with the Cardinal hall of fame, you know, bringing them back all on opening day. It used to be more like, you know, just 
Aussie and the ones that are actually in Cooperstown. Now you've got all these ledgers. So, and, and these guys are, you know, still relative. I, I want to say relatively young because they're all younger than me. Um, even though they're old for baseball players, that's apparently not um, supposed to be old in general. Um, there's going to be a lot of years of these guys being able to be at opening day at the Cardinal hall of fame at big moments as they, you know, celebrate the next guy, you know, whoever the next mm-hmm. guys are. So yeah. And Adam Weiner, it feels like a guy that he just made just drop by the booth like every other week, yeah. um, you know, if, if he's done. So yeah, there are going to be opportunities to see them, but just, you're right. It, it would have been interesting to see how this year would have played out if Adam had said at the beginning of the year that this was his last as well. Um, but yeah. you know, we don't know. And, and again, we're not trying to rush Adam off the stage, even though, right. you know, there's, there's some storybook ending with that. Um, you know, if Adam Wayne wants to pitch again next year, I'm, I'm perfectly fine to watch curveball all year long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, overall, you know, again, the pitching staff, seems to be okay in good shape. I think the only question mark, maybe the biggest question mark right now still is Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, the, yeah. the bats come around a little bit, but he still hasn't had the power. We didn't see him play today. I, I knew that Pujols was going to start at first. I kind of expected Goldie to come in and replace him instead of Yepes or something like that, because there's been a number of days for Goldschmidt off even recently. Is there any concern with you about about Goldie, or do you think it's just, you know, at some point in time it's going to click, and here we go? Yeah, I guess in similar ways, I'm concerned about Goldie the same way that I'm concerned about Wainwright, in that mm. it's just timing, right? It's yeah. it's a, it's not a great time to have your, your first real struggle of the season and not be able to snap out of it like he has at other times. So um, I, I think... We don't have quite the experience with postseason Paul Goldschmidt to say, oh, yeah, he'll figure it out in the postseason. He'll he'll find that extra gear like a lot of people are saying about Adam Wainwright if he's on that that roster. Right. Um, we don't have that experience with him. So I don't know if that's a if that's a thing. <laughs> um, but I, I certainly think that he's been on the right track and maybe he I mean he's played a lot of games and he plays all the time in some capacity or another and so maybe this extra time off was really good for him and like you said earlier I think having this this next three games that is not postseason play that is not littered with celebrations or records or anything else that matters right all that stuff is out of the way <laughs> um they can use it as as really as a tune-up and see what they need to work on and what they need to change or what they need to adjust or where they're at. And I think Paul Goldschmidt is one of those. So I guess, yes, I'm concerned in as much as this offense does not go (laughs) against Mm -hmm. the best teams in baseball without Paul Goldschmidt. Um, But I don't know how concerned to be in terms of can he find it when the bright lights come on because we don't really have much to go on with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and I mean, again, the Cardinals have good pitching. They're not going to have the best pitching staff. Maybe in the first round they will, but after yeah. that, they're not going to have the best pitching staff of the other teams. In fact, they're going to have to be able to hit and, and that's going to have to become yes. 
from Goldschmidt and Arenado. I mean, the rest of the team's going to help, but those guys, they're going to have to do a lot. Now, I have no doubt that Nolan Arenado is going to give 120% yeah. um, in these playoffs because this man is intense, but that doesn't always mean that it pans out either. Sometimes you can go a little too intense at some of those times, but, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, if Goldie can get going, then this lineup looks a lot different and, and they're going to need it. It looks like the Cardinals will probably play the Phillies in the first round. The Phillies win today. The Brewers lose again to the Marlins. Um, and it seems, I think, I think I saw that the Phillies have to lose out and the Brewers have to sweep this last three games to, for them to make it in. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen. Uh, Brewers have just, man, uh, it's got it's got to be rough, you know, for the fact that you know you're you're leading at the trade deadline and now you don't make it and you're losing to teams like Miami, um, like Pittsburgh, um, at, at big times. It's it's yeah. hard, yeah, but um, you know Phillies will be interesting matchup. Good pitching, yeah, they have good hitting, not good defense. Um, you know Kyle Schwarber. We've seen Kyle Schwarber in the playoffs before. It's not good. We have. Um, I don't know if I remember that. Yeah. I, yeah. I was trying to blank that out. <laughs> um, we're in some sort of blue. I don't know. I don't mm, know. Yeah, but I something don't know. like that. Um, so, yeah, that should be an interesting. And by this time next week, we will <laughs> we'll either have the end of the season or we'll know that they're moving on. It's, it, yeah. it is. They were talking about it on the broadcast. It seems so crazy to think that, you know, we spend this whole season, whole season, and here we are, you know, oh, this week we're going to have the last three games plus the first whole first round of the playoffs. <laughs> and the season could be over this time next week. Hopefully not, but it could be. That's that's yeah. Yeah. kind of intense. Although maybe not as intense as a one-game playoff against the Dodgers. So. True. This is true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, Terrell will be out next week. I will probably, we'll see about finding some sort of suitable replacement or unsuitable replacement or whatever the case may be. Um, But until next time for Tara, I'm Daniel. Good night. The final time, Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina in regular season play. Here it comes. All of them coming out. Three icons in franchise history, spanning over two decades. Excellence here with St. Louis as Adams head to Yachty and Albert. You guys go first.